Hey, it's Kellen. Tyson here. And of course, AL. And on today's episode, we have a very special guest, Alex Lombard, and he is going to be giving us some really sick game on how to conquer the entrepreneurial and social media space. Stay tuned. This, this, is, this is Diversified, diversified game. 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 A podcast giving entrepreneurial advice from a diverse and inclusive perspective with Kellen. He may agree, he may oppose, and it's more than just race. It's about, you know, ideas. Tyson. When you're going against the odds, you've got to be creative. You've got to innovate. You've got to stand out. And AL. Focus more on execution and application and less on excuses. So let the game begin. All right. And so, Alex, how are you today, man? I'm doing well. Excited to be on here. Thanks for having me. No, it's it's really such a pleasure. I mean, we love young entrepreneurs. Um, I mean, not that we're old ourselves, right? <laughs> but um, we love, you know, just kind of spreading the information and knowledge uh, that people can share because, you know, there's never uh, there's never a deficit when you're sharing knowledge, right? It only comes yeah. out in the black on the balance sheets in life. So, so happy to have you on here today. And um, yeah. Alex, let us know a little bit about yourself um, and uh, how you got to where you got. Yeah, yeah, sure. Let me give you a quick intro. So uh, name's Alex Lombard. I live out here in uh, beautiful Scottsdale, Arizona. Um, I'm originally from the Midwest, grew up in Michigan for all those listening uh, out in the cold. I know it's pretty, pretty cold out there right now. Um, that's part of the reason I moved out here. And uh, it's been an amazing ride this last year of my life living out in this, you know, new environment, the people I've met, it's, it's been incredible. And so um, for me, you know, I grew up when I was younger, I was always kind of the kid that was looking for something different. You know, I never really believed kind of in the normal traditional system of just going out there and, you know, working your butt off in school, getting good grades, going to get a job, working nine to five, and then you kind of just do that until you retire. And um, not that there's anything necessarily wrong with that, if you're truly happy doing that. But for me personally, I just believe that my purpose was bigger that I was supposed to do something more. I wanted freedom, both time and money. And so at the age of 21 years old, um, I got into entrepreneurship before I really knew what that meant. You know, I just got introduced to an opportunity. Uh, it was a, kind of a sales job, job, a direct sale in the direct sales industry. And uh, that kind of ignited the whole career. And, you know, long story short for, I mean, I, I, the reason I think my story is so relatable to people is because mm -hmm. I, I struggled for five years. You know, I quit my day job as soon as I got into entrepreneurship. Um, had zero cash flow at all, had no guidance, no mentorship, had no idea what I was doing. I was just this young kid, uh, just energetic and was just running around, you know, doing whatever it took. And I struggled for, for about five years before I finally kind of, you know, got that breakthrough where I started making good money, was able to travel and, you know, started living out the life that I, that I'm able and blessed to live today. So, um, yeah, that's, you know, quick little background on who I am. Awesome. Now, um, and just want to touch on the five years thing, because uh, before yeah. coming on the show, you actually did a two minute drill for us, which you gave your best concise advice. And um, yeah. it's it's kind of uh, for you that haven't listened to it uh, yet. Um, go check that out, because um, he tells the uh, the bamboo story and uh, I call mm -hmm. it bamboo time. So, um, yeah. you know, you really lived lived the bamboo story. So a lot of people don't have that type of patience. Uh, can you tell us how did you have that kind of patience um, in the process? 
Yeah, really good question. So patience has actually always been one of my biggest struggles. And even to this day, it, it honestly still is in various different areas of my life. Um, I've always just, again, I've been such a hyperactive person, you know, one living in today's world, it's like happening now, 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 you know, with social media and things like that. Um, and so the way that I did it, though, to be honest with you, was because I literally convinced myself that I was psychologically unemployable. So therefore, I had no other option. It was like, I literally had to make it. And that's it. There's just there's no other option. Like I didn't I didn't even question the fact of, you know, going back into school or going to get a job like that never even really crossed my mind. Um, just simply because I wanted what I saw so bad when I was you got to understand when I was in this journey, I saw people very early on that were younger than me, making tons of money that were no better than me. They were traveling the world. They were literally living the life that, you know, I was chasing at the time. And, and so because of that, it, it really planted the seed that, hey, this was actually possible. Um, and so for the five years, you know, it really was just it was a struggle because I was so impatient. But at the same time, I also was just so convinced that I was going to get there um, right. that I just kept going, you know, and just kept battling through. That belief, that belief. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Awesome. So now Ale and I were talking about, you know, the social media side of business, right? And obviously, I know for our company, that was that was a big catalyst to our success. And now and for you, I mean, undeniably, that is part of your success. And so you've gotten to work with some pretty cool and uh, interesting people, uh, some, you know, big name entrepreneurs and, and people in business yeah. and things like that. Tell us a little bit about them and then maybe a little bit about how that relationship kind of happened or, or how you ended up working with them and, and yeah. some, of the, some of the details of as much as you can give of, of what you actually did uh, in their business. Yeah. Yeah. Good question. So um, I'm really big on what I preach to a lot of my clients is, you know, gain influence and then you can work with influencers, right? So gain influence, build credibility for yourself, because that's really what it is. When you have, I mean, at the end of the day, in today's generation, if you have a lot of followers and it's legit, you're an influencer, you know, it doesn't really matter what you do. People just see that and they're automatically like you have credibility and whether we like that or not, that's just the way today's society works. And so um, I'm always, I, I'm very big on, you know, building up that credible credibility on these platforms. I, I like Instagram specifically. Um, I've been on the platform for over five years or something. I kind of started early on in my journey and just stayed consistent with it. And, um, but I'm always big on, you know, building credibility, building influence for yourself because once you have that established, you then have access to big names out there. Um, the reason I'm able to work with people like, you know, Dan Locker or, or you know, uh, the ClickFunnels team. Um, we just closed a deal with Dean Graziosi. I'm about to be on Onyx and Gall's podcast. Um, nice. Like 200 million last year, which is crazy. Um, nice. You know, yeah, and just be able to work with a lot of these higher level people uh, literally is because I have the credibility. So when I shoot them a message, when I email them and I kind of show them, you know, Hey, here's my accounts. Here's what I've done. Just kind of like I did with you guys. They see that and they're, and they, they're like, wow, okay, this guy's legit. You know, they get hit up all the time, but they get hit up by people that really don't have any sort of credibility. And at the end of the day, you know, that that's what they're looking for. They want people that know what they're doing. They have a track record. They're able to kind of name drop in there and actually have, you know, back it up and, and, uh, and so, you know, that's, that's what I'm big on gain influence, build influence for yourself, take that influence and then go use it, go leverage it so that you can go work and get yourself in the door of some pretty big names and big companies out there. And so that's exactly what I've done. And then in terms of like working with them, it's kind of um, different, you know, per person. 
Um, but majority of the people that we, you know, work with, it's anything from consulting to a lot of those guys that I kind of mentioned, it's more just promotion. You know, they're coming right. to us because we have big platforms and they really want to scale their accounts and get their books out there and, you know, drive traffic. And so um, that's kind of what we've been doing on, you know, for those guys. Awesome. And and can you tell us, um, since you started so young and we all on, on the phone started, you know, whatever young is. Uh, I've done this for such a long time. I don't know if I can still even call my myself young, but I will um, because you know anything under forty is under forty, and that's when life starts. But when you started, I know I know guys who started like at thirteen, and they were doing yeah. like YouTube and Nat King Cole's website, right? And they were working at thirteen, and a lot of it for free. Um, how did you get your start and did you find that there was pushback from folks older than you like, hey, who is this kid and are we really going to write him a check? Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. I mean, for me, I uh, what, I was in the direct selling industry when I started. I started at 21 years old, so it was a little bit, you know, I was obviously still very young. Um, but like you just said, you know, yeah, I, I saw people that were like literally 13, 14 that were crushing it. But I started at 21 years old and when I started, um, you know, I was in that drug selling space. And, and what I kind of did in that space was when I got into Instagram and social media, um, I was actually pretty smart about it to where I wasn't out there, you know, messaging and trying to get in contact with the people I am today. What I did rather is I, I got connected with like leaders that were inside of that industry. So other people um, that were my age that were just crushing it in their in that same exact industry. And what I was able to do is kind of leverage my, you know, because back then, it wasn't, I mean, I, that was, well, I mean, I'm almost 27 now. So, you know, almost six years ago on um, that back then, it was definitely more rare to be really big on Instagram. And so even when I had 20, 30,000 followers, you know, these guys are making millions, they're 23, 24 years old, and uh, they don't have really a following at all. And so it's still, I actually still was able to kind of use that philosophy of, you know, hey, I have a little bit of credibility and influence in this one category. And so I'm going to show you that and see if I can work with you. Um, but I definitely had my fair share of, you know, phone calls with some pretty big guys that were, you know, just like older and they're like, you know, I don't get really get this social media stuff. You're just a kid. Um, there's no way that, you know, we're going to pay you to do this. And so it kind of was all over the board. But, you know, the one thing is, like I said, I was pretty smart about it when I first started because um, I knew I kind of had a leverage point. And if I kind of started, you know, in the same realm that I'm already in, then there's some connection there and I'm able to kind of get my foot in the door easier. Excellent, excellent, excellent. Here, here, here's a question for you on the um, on the social media side. Considering yeah. that uh, Instagram is your uh, your platform of choice, how have you been able to, I guess, acclimate with all the changes that it's been going through, and being able to consult your clients on being patient through all of these different changes, algorithms, and mm -hmm. uh, formats and functionalities and things of that nature. Yeah, definitely. So I'm really big on just like embracing changes, you know, and I'm really open about that. Like I have some groups, you know, obviously clients and things like that, um, where we talk about that stuff. And I'm always very, very upfront, like, hey, listen, Instagram's evolving. You know, it's a platform that's growing, it's evolving, they're making changes very uh, rapidly. And, uh, and you got to just embrace the change, you know, when they launch something new, instead of, you know, kind of having that like fear towards it, 
go and embrace it. Start start using it. Start messing with it. Start coming up with a strategy uh, that you can do, you know, with that specific thing. You know, for example, with like with well, like IGTV, you know, they launched the, mm-hmm. the TV side of things. That hasn't really done too well. But when it launched, you know, I was in our group kind of telling people, hey, you know, here's a new feature. This is an opportunity for you to kind of get ahead of the game. And we started strategizing and coming up with different ideas of what you could actually, you know, utilize that tool for. And, you know, for example, go and make a, a little 10 minute, you know, video um, of you doing whatever it is you do, whatever your market's all about. Maybe you're in, you know, an entrepreneur and you want to, you know, have a motivational, inspirational kind of throwdown. You know, maybe you do that once a week and you kind of chop it up and put it on there and promote for it, um, you know, and just start building out like a following in that arena. And so, yeah, I mean, when Instagram's changing, you know, when it comes to algorithm stuff, um, that's always, that's not as much like teaching people because it's just not a whole lot that you can do. They're always making changes with that. It's more of just kind of riding it out and, you know, testing different things and seeing what works, what doesn't work. Um, but when they make like upfront changes on the front end of the platform, like again, in, in Instagram stories or IDTV, things like that, you know, those are a lot easier because you can kind of come up with a cool strategy uh, to embrace it and actually use it to your advantage. Yeah, yeah. A question, um, we always kind of talk on this platform about teaching the clients, especially, you know, there's a difference sometimes between, you know, the, the corporate and then the influencer who happened just to, you know, start to get, you know, $10,000 plus a, a month doing something and you're you're trying to teach them something that, you know, they have one, one brand, you work with uh, many. Um, do you find that um especially i guess in the beginning but now that social media is so so old but do you find that clients um they're easy to be be taught and do, is there a preference do you like corporate more because corporate is easier to spend money or do you like the, the you know the influencer who is a, a sensation now like what's your preference and do you find it difficult to kind of you know because none of us are sending small invoices Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. you know, and, and so people are like, wait, you want me to spend X amount of dollars for that? So, you know, corporate, they're going <laughs> to burn the money, but, <laughs> but it, it, a regular, you know, influencer might be like, oh, I didn't know it cost that much. Like, give us your process on that and are your experience? Cause it may be totally different for you. Yeah. Yeah. Really good question. So it, I guess it depends on, you know, who you're talking with. That's kind of the biggest thing. So if, what I mean is for me, um, my number one clientele is a six, seven, eight figure earner that's crushing mm-hmm. it in whatever industry they're in. So whether it's real estate, network marketing, insurance, e-com, you know, drop shipping, whatever. And they're doing really, really well for themselves. Um, again, you know, they're doing six figures, seven figures, even some of them are doing eight figures. And again, all these different industries. And then, you know, those people, it's extremely, extremely easy um, you know, to get them on our service or get them working with us in any sort of, you know, fashion because, you know, they understand it. They're, they're, they understand that when I tell them, hey, you're an influential figure in your space, but other than your space, nobody knows who you are. You don't have a brand online. Right. And I always say, you know, I truly do believe that the people with the biggest brands over the next five to 10 years, um, they're, they're not only going to make the most money, but they're also going to be able to create the most impact in whatever way they want. And so when they kind of hear that and they start to see that, you know, they, they realize the power of it and what, what they can do. Uh, and most of them are already on Instagram as well. So that's always a plus. You know, I don't usually, it's pretty rare that I'll like get in contact with somebody that's not already on the platform. 
Um, you know, usually I'm working with people that have a couple thousand followers and they're just trying to scale it and, you know, they have the money to do it. And so in that case, the individual influencer is way easier to close because they're kind of already in that, that world uh, and they have the money to do it. Um, and then when it comes to corporate businesses, we've actually found that they're a lot harder just because the thing is, is majority of traditional businesses are owned by, you know, people that are, I think the average business owner is like 56 years old in America or something like that. And so, you know, you got to realize like those people have been in the same routine. They've built their empire over the last 30, 40 years without social media. So here comes some kid, you know, saying, hey, if you want to make it over the next 10 years, you need to be online. Well, that doesn't always sit well with all of them, you know, especially when they do kind of see the cost and, you know, they're, they're comparing it and things like that. They just don't really get it, you know. And so um, I've actually found that it's a lot harder. But the, within that, though, the last thing I'll kind of say is that within the corporate side of things, when you do kind of land somebody like a CEO who does understand the, the power of social media and the power of building a brand, it's way more lucrative because they do have much bigger budgets. And if they actually get it, they're willing to, you know, pour into it. So it can go both ways, but I've found for me personally working, you know, with the direct individual that just understands the power of, of building that brand, that's been the best person to work with. Awesome. So, and I'll just uh, pretty much get what I got out of that was so novel ideas, you know, work with people who already understand the value of the platform and are using it. that are looking for yeah. new service, which is trying to uh, change the mind of someone uh, who hasn't gotten it so far, even with Instagram exactly. uh, being so present, social media being so present in the lives of most consumers. Um, yeah. If they're not already on there, it's probably a, it's probably going to be a tough sell, right? It's going to be right. tough to get see the value because they look at their business and say, "Well, we've already done well up to this point without it. Mm-hmm. Why why do we need to now? You know, pretty much to them, it would become not an investment but another bill. Why do we need to add a right. bill?" Um, and you're telling us that this bill that we're adding is going to make us more successful, but we're already, we're already winning. So yep, you know, exactly. that's, that's awesome. Um, great information there for sure. Now, when it comes to you building your account, you amassing the followings that you have across, uh, what, uh, three, like three different accounts, uh, one, uh, rocketing towards a mill, right? The success club. Mm-hmm. Then we have uh vision wall, which is more your, uh, agency slash personal account. That one's, uh, heading towards what, like 200,000 somewhere in that mm-hmm. area. Um, and then, um, invigorate, um, which you're the CMO for invigorate. And that is heading towards, uh, what three, is it 300 or am I off? 150 on that one. That's 150 one. on that one. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, so now with building those accounts, I mean, did you start with one and, and build that, uh, build that one up and then kind of use that one to build the other ones? Did you, um, you know, build one and that one kind of, you know, crept up, but then another one skyrocketed. Tell us about that process. Yeah, absolutely. So um, Vision Wall is actually the original one that I started with. And um, that one's kind of always been, you know, my, uh, my starting point and uh, kind of where I learned the ropes of Instagram. And, uh, you know, with the other ones, it's kind of the same idea, you know, it just, it takes a lot of consistent effort, right, over and over and Mm -hmm. over again, Um, consistently posting, consistently engaging, consistently networking with people. Um, The uh, Invigorate page was actually a blessing. We were able to acquire that account. So we didn't build that from scratch. 
Um, that's the other big thing that a lot, of, a lot of people don't realize in the Instagram world is that yep. you don't necessarily have to start from zero. You can, there's people that are, you know, they'll, they'll right. build accounts and, you know, and they're, they want out and they'll be willing to sell it, you know, and you kind of just take it over, rebrand it, you know, things like that. Um, you know, and everyone kind of has their opinion on it, but at the end of the day, you know, if you want, if you're looking to build a business and make money off Instagram, that's a great way to do it. Um, it's no different than really buying real estate. It's the way I see it, you know, you right. have to build Absolutely. the house from scratch to actually make the money. And so, um, so yeah, so I mean, doing that and then, you know, just again, man, just, just growing them uh, consistently and, and staying connected with, you know, a lot of the, uh, the cool thing with me is that I got in so early that I was able to network my way kind of the, to the top of that market of like the motivational, inspirational mm -hmm. quote type pages to where I'm directly connected with literally the biggest accounts in that space. Um, when, and I was connected with them before they were big, you know, and so I was able right. to really kind of work with them and, you know, figure out the ropes with them and grow with them and be in the same like engagement groups and shout outs. And of course, you know, cross yep. promotion and things like that. So yeah, that's kind of, you know, how I did it. But I mean, at the end of the day, again, like the biggest thing for Instagram for me is just the fact that I've literally stayed consistent with it every single solitary day for almost six years now. Right. Now, what's uh, what's funny is and I'm glad that you're you're being transparent. I can I can tell that there, there's transparency in there. So I really appreciate yeah. that because AL and myself uh, were actually kind of in that that uh, I guess not to make it sound like a dirty word, but like we're in the, the underground uh, community of Instagram, yeah. you know, where we, we did, you know, shout for shout and, and shared and you know buying selling accounts different things like that um you know acquiring uh, if you will but um we we were more so in the you know model space and cars mm, okay. um, so so yeah so we you know we got to work with a lot of models a lot of uh, different car companies that wanted different things built um and you know grow their followings and things like that so i definitely appreciate that because that i feel like is a part of Instagram and a part of business, right? That people don't talk about because they're almost like, I don't want to say ashamed of it, but they're like, well, I don't know how people would look at me if they knew that mm -hmm. I like, you know, could build pages and, and that, you know, this world of social media, sometimes people don't realize a lot of it is manufactured. You know what I mean? It's yeah, done exactly. on purpose. Um, exactly. you know, and it's not, a, it's not a bad thing, you know, um, you know, when you plan something, you don't feel bad about planning it, right. You do that on purpose. You, you act with intent. So it's the same thing with, with building your social media following, like, yes, it can happen accidentally, but it's more likely to happen when you actually plan on it happening, right. When you make mm -hmm. those steps and strides to focus in that yeah. area. So I just want to say, I appreciate that transparency and, um, and uh, yeah, just yeah. keep rocking it like that. Now, what is it that made you feel like you could do this and not like, I just feel like I can be successful at anything I touch type of thing, but specifically social media and specifically mm -hmm. in the entrepreneurial and mindset like space. Yeah. So that's very um, specific, so, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, definitely. So, I mean, with, with social media, um, I got involved with it. And the reason I kind of, you know, really launched with it was when I was first starting out in my career, I actually had a buddy of mine that was in the same kind of sales force that I was in. And uh, he built up an account to about 5,000 followers. And it was like a boat page, like an exotic boat page. And, uh, and that was pretty big. You know, I, I've never met anyone at that time that had that many followers, especially someone in my personal network. And he actually showed it to me and he was like, Hey man, you know, check this out. Like I got this page and 
Um, he was telling me about how he got these like free tickets for him and his dad to like fly to Vegas to go to some show and, you know, off of his Instagram. And it really just like ignited. Like I, that was the first time I ever heard of anybody getting something for free, making money, just doing anything of value with social media. At that point in time, I didn't even have an Instagram because I just thought it was stupid. I was like, there's no, I don't have a cool life. I'm not going to go post about my dog, you know? And, uh, and so, so he showed that to me. Although you love your dog though. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) But you know, no one else really cared. So it's like, it doesn't really make sense, but yeah. But I mean, that was really the first kind of like seed that was planted in my head. Like, wow, you know, maybe there actually is something with this. And, um, and then what ended up happening was not too long after that, I was, I actually got on Instagram um, and he, and the same guy, you know, kind of planted the seed in my head. I got on the platform um, purely to recruit. I was, I was in a business where, you know, we, we were incentivized to recruit, you know, other salesmen and uh, sell products and, and uh, you know, in the health and wellness space. And so, you know, I was in the, in that space and it was, again, my first venture and, you know, I was new and I was just doing whatever it took. And he kind of, you know, told me, hey, you know, there's a lot of people online, like, what if you built a brand and you use that to bring over a sales force, you, you were able to sell products and you were able to kind of build out a team. And so I really liked that idea. So I got online, I started VisionWall. Um, and the reason why I picked the motivational kind of inspirational space was kind of twofold. Number one, you know, I knew that people in that same space, the people that I was looking for to kind of be on my team would relate to that stuff because I was kind of looking for you know, that entrepreneur minded person that was just willing to do whatever it took to go out there and hustle and make money and, you know, and wanted to live that life. And so I knew they would relate to it. But then number two, I also saw that was once I got on the platform and that's when I started to see people that had, you know, 50,000, 100,000 followers and more um, that were making money, you know, that were promoting, doing shout outs, that were getting sponsorships and, and promoting products. And, you know, they were making money and they were literally like, making a bunch of money to the point where they were traveling, they were, you know, had financial freedom. And, you know, that just blew my mind. And so when I saw that whole world kind of open up, um, that really ignited something in me to the point where I was like, I'm going to do that, because I want to live like that. I want to that was the first time in my life where I ever actually believed that it was possible to earn money, make a living from your phone, and then be able to just do whatever you want, you know, and so that's, that's really what ignited it for me. And it kind of, you know, meshed together with, again, the the same kind of entrepreneurial journey that I was on, you know, the platform that I was working with at the time doing the sales and and selling the products, you know, they kind of meshed together with the social media. And I wrote them both out. Obviously, I've gone through a lot of different changes in terms of like business goes. But with social media, I've always stayed very consistent with that just because, again, I've I've always chased that kind of that dream. And uh, and it's been able to manifest, you know, recently, which has been really cool. And Tyson, we we gotta call call Alex out because he's like, I don't have this cool life. We go to like his Instagram, he's rolling around. Yeah, I know, right? In Lamborghinis yeah, right. and well, yeah, and that's now, right? Soon to be, yeah, soon to be helicopters. So you know, um, <laughs> you know, I mean, from that that goes for the creation of it, right? I mean, yeah, there. I actually posted on um our podcast page the other day. Um, it's a cute little video of like uh, a picture of a pig and then he like bursts through the laptop. Um, and, um, the sentiment was like, uh, work, uh, you know, picture it and work till it becomes real. And, mm-hmm. um, I feel like, man, you just, you embodied the, sh- <laughs> the, the hell out of, uh, that <laughs> image 
much. Yeah. <laughs> uh, because yeah. I mean, you literally like, and I'm, I'm not even saying like you visualize it, but you literally used pictures to get there. Think about that. Yeah. Like you used pictures to get there and mm. man, if that doesn't fire you up and get, get you motivated, like I'm, and I'm not even saying for the listeners, I'm saying like you as an individual, as a human being, uh, you, mm. Alex, were like, I want this so bad that, man, I'm just going to make it happen and use, <laughs> use pictures to get there. And now you're living yeah. that picture, that picturesque life that you envisioned for yourself, that lifestyle you're providing, um, you're, mm. I mean, it, you sound like you're happy, um, and that you found what you're good at and what your purpose is. And you're around people that are like you and that, I mean, you have to wake up happy, man. Right. Yeah. I mean, am I wrong? Are you yeah. like, nah, miserable? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, definitely. Definitely. No, I'm, I'm a very happy person. I, uh, and it's cool because when I was, before I got into this whole journey, you know, over six years ago, I actually grew up a very negative person. Um, and it was just because I had no purpose, you know, I didn't know what I wanted to do. I didn't, I, and I knew I was like, school just wasn't for me. You know, everybody else was kind of following that path I was talking about earlier. And I just wasn't happy because I didn't want to do that. But at the time I didn't know what business was. I didn't know what social media was it just wasn't big back then, you know, and things like that. And so, um, no, man, I appreciate you saying that because it's definitely, that was a huge transformation in my life after getting into this journey, because it's more than just, you know, obviously making money is amazing, you know, and having freedom is amazing, but you know, I just truly believe that progress is happiness, you know, and I really do live my life in a, in a progressive state where I'm always reading, I'm always learning, I'm always growing, I'm always developing my mindset, my skill set, you know, things like that. Uh, and that's really what pushes, you know, I believe people to, to really, truly feel fulfilled when they know they're progressing and growing and what they love to do. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Real. That's, that's real, real talk. And, and, you know, a pastor friend of mine, he told me, he said, you do all these travels and I, I love to travel with my kids, everything. We write books on our kids travel, my wife and I. Mm. And, and he said, what are you doing all this for? And I'm like, I don't know. I've, I've had the bug since I was 12. And he was like, well, ask yourself. I said, we just like to travel. And, you know, growing up, I now can say, well, I, I like that my kids have the travel bug. I like that we can go different places that can kind of enrich them because I'm kind of like you, school to me. I mean, I, I have a, an advanced degree, and I really don't know besides, you know, me traveling and, and teaching class in grad school what school did for me because I don't, I just don't fall into school mm -hmm. as really teaching. It's, right. you know, mm -hmm. into a lot of regurgitating. And I knew I'm a terrible employee, not because I show up late or call in sick. I just have ideas. Um, right. And mm -hmm. work isn't really always for ideas. But, you know, when, when, when you do all this traveling and I see that, you know, faith is really important to you um, yeah. as it is to, to all of us, are you, um, what's your, your kind of give back and when can we see it in a movie? Or a movie? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So say, say that last part. Kellen, Kellen is a filmmaker, by the way. Um, okay. Go ahead, Kellen. Re repeat that. Go ahead. Okay, yeah. No, I, I just want to know, you know, what, what's kind of your give back when you're, you're doing all your business and your travels? And when can we see it in a book or a movie? Just because we know everybody has, you know, books in them. And I think everybody has at least one movie in them. 
Yeah, yeah, I love that. I actually have a good buddy of mine who's a movie director as well, and he's he's starting to blow up in the scene. So um, that's cool. That's cool. I uh, yeah, I you know it's funny. I never actually really, I never even considered writing a book until like this last week. So it's funny you kind of bring that up. Um, and the reason why is because I was in the car with some of my good buddies um, who I've done business with, but they've never really like heard my full story. And we were just driving, and you know, and I was basically breaking down my entire journey to them, and you know, they were just mind blown. They're like, you need to write a book. And they were dead serious about it, you know? And so I really started thinking about it. I'm like, man, that would be kind of cool. Um, but one thing I am going to be doing in terms of like that sort of stuff is um, I'm going to be actually launching my own podcast here soon, which is going to nice. be cool. I'm excited for that. Um, and just getting into that whole world. And, you know, it's part of the reason I reached out to you guys. I was just kind of connecting and, you know, with other people that are just killing it in this space. And, uh, and so, yeah, I want to get on there and I'm going to, you know, the whole purpose of it's going to be, you know, talking about, everything that I do with my life and my journey uh, and help using that story to help other people. And I want to, you know, talk in the mental and the physical, the spiritual is going to be a big one. Um, relationships, mm -hmm. social finances, you know, entrepreneurship, all of that is going to be kind of incorporated within the podcast. And so, um, you know, with all that, I don't specifically remember your exact question, but for me, mm -hmm. you know, something in terms of like giving back on, um, you know, one thing that I really try to try to do a lot of is when I do travel and, and I'm in front of people, um, I always try to do my absolute best to kind of connect God with whatever I'm doing, you know, because I just wouldn't be here without without my faith personally. Um, right. There's just no way, you know, and, and I really do believe that so many people get it wrong, even people that consider themselves believers. I just think they get it wrong when it comes to the financial side of things. Um, and, and I just like to preach, you know, to people that that's just not that's not how it works, you know, and, and God wants you to be wealthy. He wants mm -hmm. you to use that power for good. And, uh, and, and if you really do it the right way, you know, you, you can go out there and accomplish everything you've wanted. And, you know, I believe that your desires and your purpose, you know, are revealed over time, um, mm -hmm. you know, through him. And so, you know, just kind of preaching that message and, and helping other entrepreneurs kind of in that space, you know, make the two connections that, hey, you know, you're out there crushing it. And that's awesome. But that's not just you. You know, where did you where do you think you got those gifts from and, right. you know, those blessings from and things like that? It's just really important to me. So kind of taking that message, you know, with me along the journey has been a really big thing that, you know, I've had a lot, I've seemed to have had a lot of success with, and I've been able to help a lot of, a lot of people um, just along the journey, which has been so great. So, you know, that's been something really big for me. Okay. And I don't know if, if, if Helen wanted to get more specific as far as give back, but um, so for instance, we, we partner up with like nonprofits and, and do, uh, giveaways and, you know, donate money and, and time yeah. and, and different things like that, you know, being, and I feel like as successful entrepreneurs, like we have that responsibility, right? Um, mm -hmm. Because if we're going along with what some of what you're saying, like, I mean, I feel like we were chosen to an extent. Um, and yeah. when you that type of, you know, calling put on you, like you, there's responsibility that comes with it. Mm -hmm. Too much is given, much is test, uh, required. Right? Yeah. So, you know, when it comes to what you're doing and the successes you've had, and I know one is, is spreading the message and, and definitely getting, uh, you know, saying, hey, where do you think this came from? Like, you know, you know, it's not just you. And I also feel like it's not always just about you either. Um, yeah. So, you know, do you do any nonprofit work? Like, do you have a certain cause um, that you'd want people to know about that you're really into? I know we're big on like, uh, you know, diversity, inclusion, mindset stuff, uh, uh, building up the kids and, and youth into, you know, being uh, more than what they 
may even believe they can be, but also being realistic with it, you know, in a killer might mm-hmm. kind of way. <laughs> yeah. So, um, <laughs> you know, is, is there something like that, that burns inside of you that, that you, you, you do or would like to share? Yeah. I mean, for me, um, there's kind of two things that I, you know, dedicate some, some time and energy to one is, you know, my, with my local church, I actually love it. They're non-denominational church. The pastors entrepreneurial minded, very personally developed, you know, and they're, they're just very well connected in the business world, which relates a lot to me. Um, so I do a lot of, you know, giving back to that church and helping them grow. I mean, with that, I would just say for people that, you know, um, that want to help, you know, it's like help your local church, help your local community, you know, that's where it all starts. And so, that's been, you know, a huge thing for me. And then the other one is um, actually a, an organization that I came across not too long ago called um, Compassion. They're pretty big. A lot of people know them. Um, but basically, they just help, you know, young uh, uh, kids in other countries that, you know, don't really have anything, you know, that are just like starving and, you know, don't have food, don't have water, don't really have much shelter, maybe don't even have a family, like things like that. And uh, what's cool about that, that, uh, that ministry is that, you know, they're a global scale um, they're really, really big. They, you know, help tens of thousands of people. And what's cool about it is that you can just sponsor a kid, you know, for like 30 bucks a month or something like that. And right. it like gives them all of their food, all their water, schooling, um, you know, all that kind of stuff. And so, you know, it's just a really simple and easy thing to do. Um, and it's cool because they kind of just take care of it all for you. You know, they have the infrastructure right. and the platform. Um, and so it's just an easy way. You know, a lot of times I hear people say that they just don't have like the you know, and it's like horrible, but a lot of times people just say they don't have like the time, you know, to go and like serve. And obviously you can always make time for that, but this is a way that you don't even have to, you know, this is a way where you literally can just, you know, cough up 30 bucks, 40 bucks, 60 bucks a month, whatever you want to do. And, uh, and you're making a difference. You're actually helping people. So those are kind of two things that I've been doing. And then we actually also do a, uh, um, a yearly mission trip to Gary, West Virginia in the United States, which is the poorest city in the entire country. Uh, and we go there every year and we, you know, build up the community and we've kind of established, you know, relationship with the people there. And so that's another like, you know, more of a hands on thing that we do, but it's really cool. Okay. Well, I mean, I, I love that. And um, I don't know if I speak for all three of us, but, um, and I know I've been kind of like hogging the mic here, but um, <laughs> I, uh, I definitely say that, I mean, even after this interview offline, uh, I definitely think we have some uh, some connecting and, and building to do for sure, man. I mean, yeah, you've you've been uh, you've been inspirational and informational from start to to ending. And uh, nowhere am I saying that like it's over. You know, we we still have time if you wanna if you wanna go on some more. But um, from start to ending, informational and inspirational. So I just want to say an early uh, you know appreciation of that because um, you don't see that everywhere often and sometimes you don't even see it uh with people who believe that they've made it right Mm -hmm. um or achieve success sometimes there's a you know an air of arrogance somewhere or you know they feel like they're better than or more than and um you know i'm not getting that not getting that vibe from you at all so i definitely uh say i appreciate that (laughs) yeah that's cool i love that that's something i definitely am very aware of like i personally try to be aware of because i know it's just especially in this space you know if you're young you're making Mm -hmm. money you're doing your thing it's like i I see it all the time and it's just not it's not sustainable and it's not attractive to me at all you know so i just i'm all about the 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 realness the rawness the transparency like that's what i believe just truly like relates to people and actually gets through to people 
Awesome, awesome. Any, yeah, any, yeah. And, and, and I, well, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm here because you know I, I love how you say you know people say they don't have time you know to do something good, but no one ever says that. I live right now in Seattle. No one ever says that. Um, if you know people want to say, hey, want to go to the dispensary or you want to go have some whiskey, no one ever says, I don't have time for that. <laughs> but when it's like, hey, yeah. do you want to go inside? <laughs> do you want to go inside the juvenile detention? Do you want to go inside? You know, the the they don't call it an orphanage anymore, but the group homes, whatnot. And that's kind of how I met Tyson. Is mm-hmm. he was actually yeah. a volunteer for me in a program, um, mm-hmm. not getting paid. And so um, that, you know, working with the youth, whether it's through an organization or just personal is, is yeah. always something because I always think that could that could have been me. I, I could beat the game. Money isn't my problem. I know I, there's any game I could beat it to, you know, whether it be the casino or whatnot, but that I'm beating the game the right way. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to show other folks, yo, you could take all that intelligence that you have. And you and we do have time to make a difference. Um, you know, even in the when we talk about the Christian realm, I love Christian entertainment on its surface. It's just when you start getting deep into it, you're like, oh my goodness, these are the same weirdos from Hollywood that I <laughs> want to avoid. Um, so, so I have to create a system, and and I, I call myself a young Al Heyman. So I have to kind of be invisible sometimes. <laughs> yeah, insane. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's cool. I love that. I love how you said a game as well, because it's, it's my uh, my podcast is going to be labeled this game called life. And uh, and it's just everything is a game, you know, and there's just rules to the game in every area of life. Everything you do, there's, it's just a game. And if you look at it from that perspective, it just makes life a lot more fun. And uh, you can also win the game and, you know, be fulfilled in that area of life. So that's cool. I relate with that. Yeah. Well, hey, well, that. That sounds like a good place there, considering, uh, you know, you've got the game of life meets diversified game and um, we're yeah. giving game. So, Alex, there you um, go. any any closing remarks uh, before you uh, before we shove off? Let uh, let the people know. Yeah, man, I just uh, I appreciate all of you guys. This was a lot of fun. I didn't really know what to expect. This was awesome. I'm <laughs> glad that we were able to make this work. You guys are really cool. I'm excited to, uh, you know, to share more about your show with, with my people and uh you know, for anyone listening to this that does want to get connected, just, you know, go on Instagram, shoot me a DM, Vision Wall is the name of the account, one word, and uh, we'll get connected that way. And, uh, you know, yeah, we'll, we'll go from there. So I think this is a good place to stop our dialogue for this episode and allow you, the listeners, to join the conversation and keep the dialogue going with us online. You can do so by visiting our social media at Facebook, Diversified Game Podcast, on Instagram and Twitter, Game Diversified, online, diversifiedgame.com. In your life with the people around you and or join our Patreon and get some nice perks for being involved. If you found a nugget and or like today's episode, you might as well leave a review. And if you leave a review, you might as well share it. If you share it, you might as well subscribe. And as always, thanks for your support. Thanks for getting in the game and listening to the Diversified Game Podcast with Kellen, Tyson, and AL. The number one show pairing entrepreneurship with diverse and inclusive perspectives like wine and cheese, bagel and locks, fish and grits. Be sure to visit DiversifiedGame.com for all the good stuff. Join in the conversation and discover more content.